Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. God bless you, Chelsea Pinky. Thank you. Chelsea Pinky's here. Bedside Brad's here. We are making it do what it do. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, this shifted and changed. That's show business, baby. Um, but we're just going to jump right in. Um, does anyone want to go first? Because if I go first, I'm just going to ha- set a poor tone for the for the entire episode. Okay. Well, maybe don't go first. Then. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go first. I am leaving on red the fact that I got a fucking notification from Instagram talking about, do you want a blue check? Sign up now. So I had sign up because like, sure, give me the blue check. And these motherfuckers were talking about fourteen ninety nine a month to have blue check and to be verified. Who is paying fourteen ninety nine a month for a blue check? Somebody. Who cares? I don't need to pay to have a blue check, so I'm leaving that on red. Um, and I'm replying to our weekend. I think we had a really fun weekend. Um, we partnered with, uh, um. We partnered with the Rich Little Broke Girls and Essence GU and Envision and Glossier Studio Simone. and Darian from Studio Simone and Mario Badesco and Sad Girls, Sad Girls Club and a lot of beauty brands like Namesake and yeah. it was just really beautiful. Um, we got to meet so many cool people. So if we met you there. Thank you so much for coming. It was so nice to meet you. And I really loved our panel. Like Glenn thinks it was a little long and it was kind of long, but, but I think the panel (laughs) was good because it wasn't like a traditional panel and I don't, I don't like traditional panels. It Mm -hmm. was like a conversation and everyone in the room was engaged. We talked about friendship. We talked about dating. Um, and it was just really fun, really positive energy. Um, so shout out to that. Yes. Love that. Glenn, oh, you want to yeah. go next? I mean, that was going to be my reply, too. I think L.A. was amazing. So great to meet so many of you all in person. I hope I know we had some existing listeners there. There was actually a woman there whose friend lives in the, in the Bay and she lives in L.A. And her friend was like telling her she had to come and check us out. I don't think she was a listener previously, but that was very cool to have her in the building. Um, and I, loved that. I think we got a lot of new listeners this weekend too. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Um, and what I'm leaving on red is just how exhausted I am now after that long ass weekend, we were actually only there for like four days, but I feel like it's been a month of my life. Like, bro, are y'all <laughs> finally feeling rested and normal again? Cause I'm not, no, I've been taking naps throughout the day, wherever I can. Like 10 minutes. It's crazy. (laughs) Not a nap. I feel normal. I don't know if it's just, it was just, it was a lot. My red is a red and a reply. So if you are a listener, you probably know that I just have these bouts of, of crisis, um, of crises because there's so many of them. Um, and we actually recorded the Patreon prior to the episode. So patrons, sorry if this sounds familiar, but 
I'm literally mentally spiraling. I was like, do I need to be medicated? And I'm not even trying to make light or jokes of medication, but I'm like, do I need like anxiety medication? Or like last night I was just about to like pop a little bit of a Xanax to just like try to rest my mind and go the fuck to sleep because when I'm just left to my vices and to just spiral and go down the fucking rabbit hole into Alice in Wonderland, I am a demon and I do stupid shit. Um, so if you want to hear about the dumb shit that I did, listen to the Patreon. But I say all that to say that <laughs> Glenn's face. Glenn, I say all that to say on. that like I missed the Patreon. I'm like, what dumb well, shit? Well, you don't have to subscribe it. and listen. Shit, you better. Pay your five ninety nine a month. Five ninety nine, shit. Because <laughs> I'm gonna block you from getting. I'm gonna change the password. So if you really want to know, you don't have to subscribe. Bitch, I was like, you know what? Let me just sign in, sign up on the back end, sign in on the nope. back end. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but I think like literally what I'm experiencing and have been experiencing are growing pains, and it's just so intense at this age because you are just so responsible like mm. i and and maybe this is like a privilege and a spoiledness of me but like in my teens and early 20s like i didn't really deal with this like if shit went awry i was like mommy give me money like <laughs> yes i was that girl um so i am now like i have to provide for myself the decisions that i make are going to influence what I can and cannot do because I have bills to pay. And I'm also very particular. And so obviously you guys have heard me moan and groan about career and figuring that out. And like, I'm exploring different ventures and like trying new things, but I'm like, this shit is so fucking hard, but it's a red and reply because I'm replying to it, like pushing me to like do things like, mm. It's pushing me to get out of my comfort zone. And everyone's like, oh, like, it can't grow without challenge. And it's like, yeah, okay, fuck you. I get it. I get it. So oh, I hate that. I know. I'm like, is this the case for Northwest? Because this bitch apparently signing. I'm sorry. I did not mean to call a nine-year-old a bitch. This <laughs> child apparently <laughs> is trademarking for a skincare line and a toy brand. Where is her strife? Where's her struggle? How's she gonna learn? How's she gonna learn? I'm but dying. You know, we were to all know. dealt different cards, so we are all dealt different cards in different Play hands. Play the same damn game. I wouldn't trade it in for the world, but it's definitely made me have to lean into faith. That was deep. It's I'm definitely deep. made me have to like, lean into my like, support systems and my community and be able to complain on this platform. And so, you know, with a red comes a reply, child. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't so doing. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it could have been worse, but I decided to. Oh, really the patients got all the. <laughs> like, <laughs> they got all of that. So it was it's good <gasps> that I, like, had that session prior. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, Is anyone's um, hot mm -hmm. line? No, I was going to say, with that being said, I do have a hotline bling. Oh, okay. Um, mm. in the same breath of expressing that I need medication and I'm sad and I need to make wise financial decisions, also planning a Euro trip this summer. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. 
this is what I prioritize. I can't afford to do <laughs> listen, this. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I'm, right. I'm making sacrifices, okay? <laughs> I am making Are sacrifices you? to be able to continue to do what I love, which is travel. It brings me joy. So am I hungry? Yeah. Am I going to go to Italy? You are not hungry. I am hungry, girl. Say, I had girl, a you're not today. hungry. That I don't have time choice. to cook. That was, that's <laughs> how you like to eat. <laughs> Everything is frozen. I'm the child who didn't un- defrost the meat. It's me. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> and I don't need to be spending money ordering in. So I'm just going to be hungry until the meat defrost, child, or my boyfriend come over and bring a meal. <laughs> Your passport will be stamped and your stomach will be empty. That is a choice. I think it's mm-hmm. maybe could be beneficial. Um, but I'm supposed to go to Italy, started doing research on Amalfi Coast. She's expensive. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yes and no, right? Because you can stay in like hotels, but it looks like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like an uh, like a classic Italian person. Michelangelo lived there. They're so old and archaic. I'm like, I can't do this. But like, I went to the Amalfi when I studied abroad, and I stayed in like a lady's house, and it was all right. Okay, so find a lady's house. Something you want to stay in a lady's house? I know. I'm like maybe. I don't know. It was very it was very pleasant at the time. At the time, right? But I'm also, I fucked again. around Probably with you niggas, and I knew I shouldn't have because <laughs> I found my dream Airbnb. Now she's unavailable. Messing around mm-hmm. with freaking frack, Chelsea. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Me. I was trying to look out for frack. Stomach issues. <laughs> right? So we're pivoting. <laughs> Gonna go to Portugal. And so now the group chat is popping off with all the, the things for Portugal. So if you've been, please let us know. Share wrecks. Share cities we should go to. Um, restaurants we should eat at. But the hotline bling is blinging because bitches are like oh so complete change of plans oh okay and now a word from our sponsors hey group chat if you've been here for a while you know chelsea Shade and i are wine lovers and we've got big love for our friends at washington wine you definitely have seen us sipping their wines on many an episode and if you've ever pulled up on us at our psalm led wine tastings or our epic summer barbecues you've sipped on their wines too so let me break down what makes washington wine so good Washington is the second largest wine producing state in the United States, with over 1,000 wineries making over 17 million cases of wine. Washington is driven by small, family-owned wineries, and 90% of Washington's wineries make less than 5,000 cases annually. There's also tons of women-run wineries in Washington State, too, which, of course, you know we love. Though Washington has a reputation for being rainy, eastern Washington is actually very warm and dry, which makes it the perfect climate for growing wine grapes. And there's no signature grape in Washington. Actually, the state grows more than 80 different varieties of wine. So the next time you're hosting a girls' night or a dinner party, check out a wine from Washington State. You can impress your girls with all your Washington wine knowledge, or just curl up with a nice glass of red at home. There's truly something for everyone. So to learn more about the many amazing wines from the Washington State region, head to WashingtonWine.org. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was bussing, hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. 
My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. So we have our black girl doing shit here with us in the flesh. We're still in the studio. You still see our beautiful faces. She's stunning. We have, oh God. Sandra Butler. Correct. <laughs> because my aunt's <laughs> name is Sandra. And so I keep wanting to say Sandra. Sandra. But we have yes. Sandra Butler. She is an Atlanta real estate broker and entrepreneur. She's the owner of Caterpillar Properties. Wow. Also global crypto certified broker. We're yes. going to have to get into that. Oh, yes. And you really focus in like the luxury experience mm -hmm. of Atlanta housing. So that is correct. I'm very much looking forward to talking about that. Yes. But then also just... Talking about you, getting to know you, we were chatting a little bit off of camera, mm -hmm. and I'm very curious to get into your business. Okay. <laughs> and also, if you're if you're listening and not watching, I suggest you open up the YouTube because she's beautiful. I know, I'm actually very like stunning. <laughs> thank stunning. you, ladies. So, and your energy is beautiful. Oh, yes. thank Already, you so much. Started talking. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. super excited. So this will be a mix of learning more about your business, but also just getting to know you. So okay, you know, just roll I'm with here us. For it. But first, I just want to know how you got started in the real estate industry because I feel like. It's not an easy industry to break into. Like, don't you have to take a test and yes. like get certifications and stuff? So absolutely. And so a lot of people have this misconception that it is an, an easy industry to be in. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's easier to get your license and to pass the test than to actually maintain the career. Mm -hmm. Right. It's very difficult and it's a continuous learning thing. Right. So you're a forever student when you're in real estate. But I got into real estate. Um, I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. I was a single teenage mom. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I knew that it was important for me to be able to give my children what I couldn't afford mm -hmm. working a regular nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I had to think outside the box. What can I do that's going to allow me to have um, or not have a glass ceiling, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And have those restrictions. And so a good friend of mine introduced me to real estate and I was completely against it because in my mind it was like sales. I'm like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't like to sell people. I don't like to be sold. Um, but not until I changed my mindset on that and started looking at it like I'm helping people. Yes. Yeah. Right? I'm coming from contribution. I'm helping people create wealth and generational wealth and break those generational curses mm -hmm. and, and chains. And that's when I decided, you know what, I can do this, not just for myself and for my kids, but for other people as well. So um, got into real estate about 18 years ago now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. So you are not new to this. You are no, true right. to this. Yes. Well, you're, you're a broker. So that's, yes. that's not agent. That's right. like higher than that. What's the Correct. difference? I don't actually know. That so I, I now own my own agency. I own my own brokerage and I have agents that are actually under me. Gotcha. Um, and I opened my brokerage at the beginning of 2022. Mm -hmm. So we are literally a year old, a year wow. and a few months. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And the purpose of opening my brokerage for me was really just to be able to pour back into other agents, newer mm. agents. I did a lot of mentorship and coaching uh, as a single agent already, as an agent in production. And um, the agents that were less experienced, they really gravitated towards my style of teaching mm. and my rawness. Right. Because I'm going to keep it real with you. Because yeah. Real estate can be a little, you know, it's not all honey and roses. Right. So I keep it very real with my agents and my mentees and then decided, you know what, I can create a curriculum. Mm -hmm. I can do this on my own. And it was important because I 
as I was working with other agents, co-oping with agents mm-hmm. on the other s- uh, side of the transaction, I realized that a lot of us weren't really sharp in our skills. Mm. Writing contracts, negotiations, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I worked in IP for 11 years prior to going full-time in real estate, mm-hmm. which I did nothing but contract nego- negotiations. Mm. So it was important for me to pour back into our community so that we can represent in a very professional um, light and just show up in excellence. And that's what I stand for. So the brokerage uh, came about and was birthed because I'm big on education. Mm -hmm. So we're all about education, training, mentorship, things of that sort for agents who are either new Mm -hmm. or just feel stuck in their careers. And they Mm want to level up. I think it's so important that you're talking about just like having to know your stuff and that there's really like business in this yeah um i don't watch this show but the girls selling tampa selling yes. all the selling mm-hmm. of the oh, franchise we're gonna get into that. <laughs> and i feel and i actually just saw this like meme recently that was like the instagram baddies the new come up for the instagram baddies yeah. is real estate and yeah. like it's like they're trying to sell like a fantasy almost mm-hmm. and it's like showing up being like super cute and fly yeah. and fun people just want to like buy something from you yeah, i guess right. is the idea yeah but you have to like no and it's, stuff. it's more than just showing up as a pretty face mm-hmm. right because we see it all day long on instagram there are a gazillion agents and they mm-hmm. look amazing and they're filming content in these beautiful homes but can you write a contract? Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing your Instagram page looks amazing. You've got 40,000 followers. and As a real estate agent. Exactly. That's kind of wild. Yeah. And then I see these contracts that are written, poorly written, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I have someone of our community on the other end of that contract, I tend to reach out to them, whether mm-hmm. they're with my brokerage or not, and say, listen, this is unacceptable. Mm. Yeah. Because if a Berkshire Hathaway or a... A, a different brokerage or agent were to be on the other end of that, they would take advantage of you. Mm. Right. And so it's important to me that we show up in excellence. And what are some of those ways that you can get taken advantage of if you don't like know your business with like the contracting as an agent? Well, the biggest thing that I see with agents is that they don't know the contract. They haven't read the contract. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how are you even explaining and and breaking this down to your client Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to be representing them in the best light, right? Right, It's almost like being an attorney. How are you going into the court of law and representing me and you don't know your stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same deal. And that can impact your commission, I imagine? It can can impact your commission. It can completely um, uh, expose your client. Oops, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Expose your client. Mm -hmm. Um, It could result in legal action. Right. Yeah. You can potentially buy the wrong house. Right. Mm. There's so many things that come with it. Agents really need to read the contract. Mm -hmm. And and they're not that complex. Like things are very, you know, very Mm -hmm. simplistic in the contract. But the problem is that they don't read them. And so at my brokerage, it's very important. And we have contracts classes. You know, we go through these contracts page by page. Do you have any questions? Right. Do you know how to digest or or regurgitate this back to your client? Do you know how to explain this to your client mm-hmm. in layman's terms so that they understand what they're signing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I don't. I don't even know if I told you, Glenn and Shadi, because I my plan was to do it and then like pop out. You didn't tell us you were going to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were in conversation with our friend's boyfriend. Well, your yes, friend. yes. So I started because I, I I work in corporate, but mm-hmm. like. Not so sure if I'm passionate about it. Anyways, I love homes. And mm-hmm. I was like, we are planning to buy our own home. So I was like, 
for me to understand the process, maybe I should try to get my license. So I went on real estate express, I think, dot com. A pre-licensed course? A licensing okay. course. Mm-hmm. And it was much more complicated than I thought. I did it yeah. for in California. Yeah. And I didn't complete it. I think I want to do one with like an actual got like it's the teacher right um versus self-guided but so many intricate like laws that you have to understand that you can actually get in trouble for like Mm. i was like oh my goodness this is intense and i'm over here writing on flashcards i was like i need a teacher i'll try it again wow no it is there's there are a lot of layers to it Mm -hmm. right and even as a single agent it was always very satisfactory to me to educate my clients Mm -hmm. yeah I'm going to educate you along the way of this process. You're going to know how to buy a house with or without me after this process, but I want you to be a part of it every piece of the way. Mm -hmm. It's important that we understand the intricate details of the transaction. I got caught up in a situation in that, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't know if you want to know this. You know, well, it wasn't in Atlanta, so you okay. won't get in trouble. Yeah, but I was essentially trying to buy an investment property, but okay. as a first-time buyer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, because you can get better rates mm-hmm. depending yeah. on the type of loan that you get. And then, like, I was literally about to, like, invest in this place. I was, like, literally going to buy it. And a couple days before, like, everything went through, I'm reading through all the paperwork because they sent me like this huge package yeah. and it was like the HOA does not allow you to like rent, rent it. Correct. Like you have to live there for a minimum of two years. Oh, yeah. you would have been stuck with an yes. empty house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Exactly. Yes. And, and you hadn't even read it, girl. I hadn't even read it. I think I sent it to my sister who had dabbled a little bit yeah. in real estate. And she was like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> wow. And she was like, your agent didn't tell this to you. And right. I was like, they didn't read exactly. the contract. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Uh, Damn. Imagine. Yeah. And they knew that you wanted to do it as an investment property. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, like, we were both in cahoots on yeah. like that this was going to be a little like on the low situation. <laughs> but yeah. And that's a prime example. Even with my agents outside of my own clients, but with my agents, you know, I'm adamant about them educating their clients. First of all, find out what, you know, why are they doing this? Why are you yes. purchasing? Mm-hmm. What's your why? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because everyone's reasoning for buying is not the same. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be your forever home? Is it your first time home? Do you want it to be an investment property? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a part of your investment portfolio later? What are we doing with this? Right. Why are you purchasing or wanting to purchase this home? Once we understand that, we can now educate them and guide them. That's what we're here for. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately... There are a lot of agents yeah. that don't read contracts, and yeah. they don't know this. And, get you in a, and they can get you in a lot of trouble. In a pinch. Absolutely. I, I just had a question. It's probably on your list. But I feel like b- the idea of buying a home is, obviously, it's the American dream, like, to own a home. But it's, like, kind of, it is very scary. Like, yeah. that is a, that's, like, probably your biggest purchase Correct. ever. Um, I don't know. What, what do you say to, like, those who are thinking of it, but it's also scary. You also don't want to be house poor, like take all your money and put it in a house. Do you have thoughts on like when you want to buy a house, how to think about it? Absolutely. So if you're thinking about it, then you should definitely purchase a home. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think that you should get with a qualified agent who can explain the process, Mm -hmm. educate you throughout the process, and can walk you hand in hand through through the process, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of professionals that don't do that, mm-hmm. especially the educational piece. Yeah. So it's important that that new homeowner understands the power of purchasing real estate mm-hmm. and building a real estate portfolio and what that can do for not just you and your immediate family, mm-hmm. 
but generations to come. Yeah. And so that's part of my buyer consultation process as well. We have a one hour conversation with buyers, whether you're a new buyer or not. Mm -hmm. And we dissect and we break down why are you wanting to purchase? Mm. I need to understand the why, the emotional side of it, mm. right? I need to understand why you're thinking about it. What's prompting you to think about purchasing now versus renting, which you've been doing for 20 years, mm -hmm. right? Right. What is it? Oh, we're having a baby. You're starting to think about the future. Great. This is how we're going to do that. And mm -hmm. then I can guide you. Um, but it's important to have those conversations and they're not always easy. Yeah. Right. They're not always easy. Um, but it's important to have. But I think that everyone should own something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't personally want to live in a home that you own because of the maintenance and the responsibility. Right. But I think that everyone who is capable of purchasing should absolutely purchase, really? even if it's just for rental purposes. Okay. I saw this post recently that was saying that whenever a person has a child, what they can, can do is like buy a home in their kid's name or just yes. buy a home and let it like just use it as an investment property for your kid right before they go to college. And then you can either absolutely. sell it and use it for their tuition. Like there's just lots of ways you can use a home for investment. Um, my, I grew up in a family, my parents are like big into real estate. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned emotion, that's something that I grapple with a lot, right? Like they own several properties that I guess the intention is that they could be sold or something. Yeah. But I'm like, we have so many memories here. Mm -hmm. Why do we sell this? And then it's like, what's the point? Now we just have homes like sitting here. I don't know, any thoughts on that? Well, again, I, I don't understand. I did. I don't know why they purchased the homes that they purchased. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know the reasoning behind them. Um, but I think that the more homes that you can purchase and pass on to your family, your kids, your grandkids, et cetera, et cetera, absolutely do it. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate of that, even with my children. Right. Mm -hmm. From the time that they were able to purchase anything before you buy a car, you're buying a house. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So my son, who I'm about to tell my age. <laughs> my son, who's going to be 31 in no. April. No, <laughs> you're lying. Don't believe you. <laughs> Don't believe you. I promise. Is he single? I was going to say, what, what's his situation? Because we're the same age. We got show jeans, girl. Right. <laughs> um, but we're not going to talk about him right now. <laughs> um, but... At a very early age, you know, I encouraged him to purchase real estate because I knew that it would set him up for a for a great future, mm -hmm. not just for himself, but for his family mm. that he didn't yet have or doesn't have. Right. Right. So now he's he's three properties in. Three properties in. Two of those are currently being rented, which okay. is paying for the third property. Yeah. He fabulous. literally just moved to Miami two weeks ago. So we'll talk about that, when, you know. When we get a little personal, but wow, um, yeah, he literally just moved to Miami, um, purchased a home in Miami, and it's being paid for by his other two properties. But he did it that. the prop, he did it the right way. Yeah. yeah. So you believe that real estate is still one of the like greatest investments? Absolutely. You could ever make. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't mm -hmm. go wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what do you say for people who just like don't understand? the the financials behind mm -hmm. it because obviously it looks very different depending on state to state. Yes. First time buyer, your credit score, your yes. income, blah, blah, blah. But like, do you think that for the average person it is attainable? Because I feel like a lot of people feel like it's not possible. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. never do it. Yes. I think that, and I, and I see this a lot, right? I talk to renters who don't think that they can qualify for a home. Mm -hmm. They don't think that their credit mm -hmm. score is strong enough. Mm -hmm. And then I always ask them, what is your credit score? 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it's it can be a 580. We've approved people with a 580. Wow. Mm. Right? Those programs come and go, however. <laughs> right. Yeah. But even if you're if you're at a 580, let's talk about how we can boost your credit mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Let's work on that. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's leverage the rent that you're paying at this apartment complex and have them report it so that it, it increase your credit score. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you can help someone become a stronger buyer. But yes, I believe that everyone is capable of being buyer ready. Mm, yeah. And I think that they should absolutely explore that option. Uh, yeah, I don't we're we've been having a lot of this obviously I'm in LA, but like mm-hmm. the down payment thing and then you getting I think there's something with first time home I may be misquoting this, but first time homes and it's like has to be like under a million. Yeah, they do have a, a benchmark for price point. Right. Which in LA buyers. is like a shack. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. In, LA. in LA, no, in Los Angeles, a <laughs> yeah. starter home is is more than a million dollars. Like, uh, so it's. I mean, I don't know, but very interesting. But sometimes very discouraging, right. <laughs> even if you have the savings or whatever mm-hmm. the case is to start it. And then there's also that idea of being house poor. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people who experienced was it 2008? Yes, the yeah, housing the crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and people who lived through losing their homes Mm -hmm. um, have some sort of uh, fears around putting so much money into something that can be gone. Yeah, and and what I say to that is, um, you know, regardless of what my clients are approved for, we're never going to go to the top of the budget. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're approved for a million dollars, let's see what we can get for Mm $850, right? Let's see what we can get for nine hundred. Let's see what we can get for a million. Yeah. Because you may find that those homes are going to be comparable to one another. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in being house poor, but I also educate my clients that whatever equity is in your home, that's just your bank. It's your right. personal bank. Yes. Right? So if you do have a million dollar home and it's worth one point two, you just have two hundred thousand dollars in the bank, in Period. your bank. Right. Can you open a brokerage in LA? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny because the two weeks that I was there, I was actually thinking about um, becoming licensed in LA. I'm like, why not? I'm here all the time because my daughter lives in LA. Look at this. Please, I think Perfect. you should definitely do. I think there's so many, um, especially black people that that have money, like they have yeah. disposable income, but they're also dealing with so many like racist structures. Like I have a few. Fr- I have a friend that just bought a beautiful home in the Hamptons. I have a friend that bought a beautiful home in or condo in Dumbo and the stories that they tell us of the racism they experience of mm. like having to prove yes. all these things. Yeah. Of, and these are people who are doing well, doing yeah. well. And I can imagine to the magnitude of racism that they might be experiencing in LA because mm-hmm. even in Atlanta, chocolate city, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There's so much mortgage discrimination going on. Mm. So much. And I see it all the time because I'm, literally in the loop of my client's transactions, right? From right. day from day one, when we have a buyer's consultation, I let my client know, I'm going to be very hands-on and very involved in this transaction. So that. if you're not comfortable with that, please let me know now. Yeah. I'm going to be all in your business. I would want right. to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know that this makes sense. Exactly, because mm-hmm. there are questions that you don't know to ask. Right. right. Or there might be a red flag that pops up and I say, uh-uh-uh, we need to go a different direction. Right. My client wouldn't know to say that. So of course I'm going to be all in your business, but you're going to but you're going to appreciate it later. Right. So in LA, when I was there for the two weeks, there were certain people that I met, and they said, 
are you licensed in LA? Because we don't have a lot of brown realtors. Seriously. Right. I'm like, what? Seriously. And coming from Atlanta, <laughs> everything is brown. Right. You're everything. Right. Yeah. Everything. LA is white. Yeah. All right. I know we touched on this very briefly when we first started talking, but what are your thoughts on some of these real estate shows? Because I mm. feel like there's lots of like glitz and glamour and people love to see beautiful homes and beautiful women. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm like, these people are getting mil like not just one million dollar listings. They're getting listings that are like eight million dollars, twelve yeah. million dollars, twenty-four million dollars, forty million dollars. I'm, like, yes. I'm like, is yeah. this real? Like what? And it depends on the region. It depends on where they are. Right. right? Of course. Because if in your if you're in LA, of course, you can sell a twelve million dollar, thirty million dollar home with, you know, no question. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, maybe not so much. Uh-huh. Detroit, definitely not. Right. right? So it really just depends on where you are in terms of the price point. Mm-hmm. But in regards to the shows, <laughs> um, there's a lot of flugazy going on. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Yeah? yeah. In what way? Like, um, depending on the show, right? Mm-hmm. So I won't name any names, but depending on the show, oftentimes, especially when you're looking at shows where they are mostly focused on flips and things of that sort, mm-hmm. renovations, they don't give you all the details, right? And I started in real estate doing flips and doing renovations. Okay. So understanding the cost, understanding the holding costs, understanding you know what your hard money lender fees are, and all those fees that need to be deducted before your net profit, you know that they flash on the screen. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about all that, so that irritates me. Actually, I don't watch those shows anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like you're not being true. It's not transparent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at all. So then, fast forward, you know, to these reality shows. Yes. Love them. They're entertaining, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but they're just that. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My friend in L.A. was telling, who is in, she, I think, she's in real estate. Um, and she was saying that on one particular show, a lot of the women aren't even licensed. Like, Correct. Yeah. So, so it's, they're um, like. Let me show you this Were they home with my for the show? Like they're, like they're cast it. She was like, yeah. some of them are like, Correct. like Mary from Selling Sunset. Right. She does her shit right. really in LA. But um, some of them are just there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about entertainment. It's about a look, right? If right. you've got the right amount of followers on Instagram, right. if you've got the look. That is so fascinating well, to me. I would, I don't think that I would ever be like intrigued by that, yeah. but I don't know if I mean, that's just like, like actresses a, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. But I do, I guess there is this thing of like, wow, I really, I want to buy whatever this person's selling me. They're selling me the dream. Right. I trust Absolutely. them because they're so fabulous, especially if you want to buy into a certain lifestyle and to be representative of the lifestyle, Correct. right? Yeah. Correct. yeah. I wonder that too, and I hope this doesn't come off in a bad way because someone has told this to me when I was telling them I was interested in real estate. They're like, you're pretty, like, you know how to speak. You yeah. will kill it. Yes. That's and I was like, kind of wild. And I wonder, <laughs> so I wonder because you're beautiful, like you're very well dressed. Like, do you think that has affected your success at all in this industry? Mm. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, it has allowed me to um, service a variety of clients. Mm. And I think as African-Americans, right, women or men, the way we show up is very important and it limits our success. Mm. And that's one of the things that I harp on with my agents. Mm. You can't show up a certain kind of way. You know, if you do, you're going to be asked to leave mm, your right. Instagram. I'm all over your Instagram. You are not going to be twerking under my brokerage. Mm. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. <laughs> right? So there's I a mean, certain image that you have to yeah. mm. have to present, especially right. if you're representing my brand that mm-hmm. I've worked 17, 18 years to build. I right? Right? Um, I think that 
unfortunately, um, sometimes we just don't have the right role models. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a very non-black dominated industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there aren't a lot of people that are going to say, you know what, let me take you under my wing and show you how to show up in excellence. And so I was fortunate to have that of another race, but I was fortunate to have that. And then, of course, I come from a, you know, from a different breed. I was born in in Europe and I was raised in Europe. So I look at how I show up differently sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that awareness. Correct. And so now I'm pouring that back into. And the Germans are. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's funny because when I do hire new agents, I have to tell them in the interview process, I'm like, listen, it's going to get rough around here, uh-huh. right? Because I'm very straightforward. <laughs> it's black or white with me. Sometimes it comes off raw. Like, it's very Hitler-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Right. Listen, you're not going to like me at times. Right, right. Right, but you're going to appreciate what I'm what I'm giving you and and the authenticity the, the that I'm giving love, you. But, yeah. I'm already yeah. seeing you the as right a mom. <laughs> Even with my kids, I'm like, listen, they're like, ooh, it. she's so raw. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to be. Right. Because mm-hmm. my mom yeah. was very like, there was no. She was Hitler's sister. <laughs> like, if, like this is the best way I can. Oh, your mom's it. the German. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it because she. Very strict. There's no fluff. There's she's very strict. She's very straightforward, and it comes off. It, you know, it just comes off very cold yeah. to a lot of people who don't understand. Right. I'm like, it's no. a cultural difference. It, yeah. it absolutely mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So so advice for first-time buyers. Mm. Is there anything that you can, like, explicitly say, like, these are your must-haves or this is how you get your ducks in a row? Yeah, absolutely. Um, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Google.com. Mm-hmm. Right? Google it. YouTube it. My kid's favorite line is, it doesn't matter what I ask them to help me with. Hey, can you help me figure this out? Or there's a new app on my phone. Can you help me figure this out? Their response is always YouTube it. Mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube really has everything. That's YouTube not the point. Right. I want you to show me how to do it. Right. right. <laughs> YouTube University. Yeah. YouTube it. But I would highly recommend that you educate, self-educate your, you know, mm-hmm. yourself around the topic. Understand why you're wanting to purchase where you're wanting to purchase, that helps tremendously when you, yeah. and, you, know, when you come to us as agents. Um, understanding what's important for you. What are deal breakers, right? Do you need to be clo- in close proximity to highways? Mm. Or do you need to be in close proximity to a hospital, right? Things School of that sort. Zones School zones, absolutely. Yeah. So just knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of preparation, I would say definitely have your taxes in order. Mm. File your taxes. <laughs> People not filing their taxes? Mm. I'm trying to get that refund, baby. People, listen, people ain't I'm, not I'm, I'm not surprised. Or they're yeah. writing everything off and then they want a million dollar house. Well, according to Uncle Sam, you don't got nothing. Right. You only made fourteen thousand right. dollars last year. What we buy? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, prepare in that sense. Uh, if you know that you want to purchase a five hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar home, let's start lining those ducks up and let's get your taxes in order. Pay stubs if, you know, if you're a W-2 employee, Mm -hmm. if you're self-employed, your bank statements. Let's make sure we don't have any NSF fees that show up over the last three months. What are NSF fees? Non-sufficient funds. Bounce checks. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Not the checks bouncing. (laughs) Listen, I know they don't play. Yeah. So for three months, three months of uh, worth of clean statements is what you want, right? Um, And then savings. Save, save, save. Once you've mentally said that you want to purchase a house, Mm -hmm. then we have to push the pause button on all the ancillary things that you spend money on. Mm -hmm. $100 a week on coffee. Damn. 
Bad. That's the, that one gets everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, no more coffee. Make your own coffee. Restaurants, right? Restaurants. Restaurants. The Ubers. The Uber Eats. Oh, the Uber. <laughs> right. The For a twelve dollar burger, you're paying fifty dollars because service fees so and right. delivery exactly. fees. Mm -hmm. Like, go get your own burger. Right. Mm -hmm. so, Do you think that there's like a generational thing happening? Because I've I've like seen a lot of articles about millennials kind of yes. not being where their parents were. Like yeah. at this point, our parents had a house or whatever yes. the case is. At this point, millennials, millennials are living in the house that they grew up in with the parents. Yeah. Or their it. lifestyles are just different. Mm -hmm. Like Ubering everywhere, going on trips every yeah, month. Like different, you know, different generations were doing a trip a year. Different yeah. priorities. Right. Different priorities. <laughs> we go on a trip yeah. every other week. Right. I you know? think that. I think that um, prior generations, previous generations, you know, they were all about security. Mm. We need a house. We need something that's that's ours. That yes. one thing, right? Yes. That's gonna. It, it, when the shit hits the fan, we have our house, kind yes. of thing. Yeah. These millennials are like, I'm living life. Right. I'm in Dubai twice a year. I'm like, who needs a house? True, right. But I try to get through, and I love working with millennials because I try to get through to them. It's like, yes, you do want to buy a part of the American dream. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can still go to Dubai. Mm -hmm. Let your real estate pay for it. Right. Yeah. Get some rental properties. Right. If you don't want to live in it. Because a lot of millennials think, I don't want to be stuck and tied to a house. They, exactly. think they think it's a life sentence. And now I'm, I've put down roots somewhere yeah, and I, I, wanna, I don't want to be rooted. I'm yeah. like, you're not going to be shackled to the house yeah. once you sign, I okay. promise you. We might but have to yeah. book a consultation. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about shifting your mindset. Yeah, like... Uh, it's not your forever I was home. speaking to someone and they were like, well, we have plans to like move to Europe yeah. and like, to, so it's not... And I was like, yeah, but we could still have something. We don't have to... It doesn't. We don't have to be attached you were to it. Speaking to someone, but you're using the word "we" <laughs> right. right now. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, whatever. And we're all seeing through it. I'm like, we all know. We're My there. friend told me this story. Right, right. But you were using the word "we" uh -huh. with them. No, I mean, I have a friend that bought a house. They put a lot of a lot of love into it, mm, yeah. decor, designed the whole thing, and like now they're ready to move. I'm like, what? Oh, they're gonna move. They want to move. Oh. Yeah. But and they're like, okay. it's, they were like, it's our starter home. It's an investment property. On right. Absolutely. Keep it in And that's move. totally yeah. okay. It's mm -hmm. totally okay. You know, we change. Our desires change. Our our likes change, right? The things that we need change in terms of real estate, life in, life in general, right? So yeah. it's okay to move because you're not bound to this house. You can sell it. You can rent it. People are always buying houses. You put your house on the market nowadays, in today's market, it's going to sell. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to move. What's your exit strategy is always the first question I ask mm -hmm. yeah. when someone, I have clients from five years ago, and they're like, we're thinking about selling. Where are you going? Cause, cause yeah. it's because gonna get when sold. I put this on the market, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You, have you can't live with it. You got to go find somewhere to go. Do you, do you know of any, like, like, are there any cities right now that people should check out in terms of like, Oh, that's a great question. You know, Maybe consider buying here or... I think when areas. you ask that question, you should think about um, those cities that are heavy with renters, mm. oh. right? Atlanta is turning into a renter's market, right. as is LA. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right? There's so many houses, but exactly. it's like to rent, not for sale. Correct. That's fascinating. And Atlanta is turning into LA, mm. where there's so many corporations and overseas buyers, cash buyers. Um, that are coming in and buying houses by the subdivision. Mm. They're buying the entire subdivision and then they're renting them out. Mm -hmm. And guess who's renting them? We are. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. We are because we're not in position to play that game and to purchase alongside of them. Yep. Right. Right. And then, and that comes from a lack of education. I was right. looking at something in Atlanta potentially with my sister and 
She was like, yeah, they're building it. They're building it. And she's like, someone bought the whole thing. The whole thing. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh. That's crazy. Yeah. Someone bought the whole building. Yes, right. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of leads me to wanting to know outside of like first time home buyers, like as people start to think about investment property, that's like my hope for the next mm-hmm. year. But I am like, <laughs> are you a bit scarred? Yes. Yeah. Because it was very scary. And then it just like started moving really fast. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I turn around and I have a property and then I'm like, oh, like, now what? yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think when you're looking into investments, you always want to work with a professional that's investor friendly, mm-hmm. an investor friendly agent. Now, agents will mm-hmm. tell you that they are investor friendly, right? And then they not reading the contract. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you can't even write the <laughs> not reading the HOA. Right. Right. <laughs> so just making sure and doing your own due diligence, yeah. making sure that you are working with an agent that's investor friendly. Mm-hmm. And what that means is they can run, let's say, for instance, you want to purchase a property and you want to flip it. Well, are you able to run comps to tell me what the after repair value is going to be? Because mm. you're trying to invest all of this money, right? Because the traditional mm. agent may not know how to run those comps. They're different than your traditional comps, and comps are really just um, they're running your previous sales mm-hmm. against what's currently on the market or what you plan to do, the plans that you're going to do to your home, you know, the home that you're mm-hmm. going to flip, um, to see what it could sell for, mm-hmm. right? And so we do some research, we do some data analysis stuff and it tells us this is what you can sell that home for if you do these things here mm-hmm. right so an investor friendly agent will be able to assist you with that now if you don't want to flip if you want to buy and hold they also need to be able to prepare you and educate you on what your return on investment is going to be mm-hmm. if i purchase this five hundred thousand dollar multiplex unit what can i expect in return mm-hmm. what kind of money am i going to make off of this they need to be able to calculate those numbers well, we need to talk for my so. future <laughs> endeavors because I'm looking in the South. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. By all the schools. Yes. You know? Smart. Right. Smart. Smart. Yes. Absolutely. Because those, you can rent the individual rooms out yes. to students. I mean, talk as about your ching. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, like, ooh. Talk about your ching. Okay, I have a question, though. And I heard this on Clubhouse, so okay. great assault. Uh, um, is it more important to buy land or the house? Oh, it depends on what your plans are. Okay. Because they were like, people always want to buy a house. You should focus on the land. Well, and I say this, for uh, investors who are looking for properties that they can flip, yes, if we can find a plot of land, you're going to be better off that way because it's probably going to, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be cheaper mm-hmm. to just construct from the ground up right. than to go in and- I feel like Texas is like that. Like Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends on the area. It depends on what your goals are and what your plans are mm-hmm. um, with that particular project mm-hmm. for us to determine whether land is going to be your best option or just finding a home that you can- kind of renovate or maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause you can so buy land expensive. for like a low cost, right? In a place that's like up and coming and then somebody yeah. wanna, wants Absolutely. to buy that land back from you. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you made just money. got it for the cheap. My right. friend just bought land. land. She was like, yeah. I was like, what you been up to? She's like, oh, I just bought Remember some land. that lady on the bus Texas? and she told us she bought land? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I just bought some land in yeah. Wyoming this week. I mean, yeah. Wyoming. Super randomly. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to hold it. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a position to purchase land and just sit on it, yeah. especially in those areas like Wyoming, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, um, there was an area in Atlanta called um, Bankhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I know Bankhead. Do you have you guys been to Bankhead area today? No, no, I just hear That's it in the songs all part, the time. Right? What? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So yeah. those people who purchase those land lots for cheap, 
They just sat on them. Mm. Mercedes-Benz was erected. So they sold that mm-hmm. land. Apartment complexes went up. Wow. High-rise, you know, um, like condos yeah. went you up. You do anything. Just buy yeah. the land yeah. and sit there. Okay, buy we can the think about more things for our yeah. I was like, maybe <laughs> we could buy some land. Buy some land. <laughs> just sit on it. So, okay. We've gotten into the home buying, the blah, da, 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 da. <laughs> Not now, the blah, da, da, da. <laughs> typically, not typically, but often, if you are going into home buying, you have a partner. Oh, prenup. How not do we typically. feel about... At our age, maybe. Often, yeah. At our age, you... Do you, think that's, you it, do you see that mostly? I see a lot. And, and mind you, I only sell in Georgia mm-hmm. currently. Okay. I see... Just California next. California next. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, I see a lot of single women outbuying the men. Yeah. That's what that, my that was an that came out. Is that is single women buying. That's what yeah. I saw. Listen, that was what, what I would think. I know over. the girls are. Yes, we yes. don't Okay, sorry. I, single women, you are buying. But a lot of times, you know, the of next course. step in yes. couples yes. is okay. Let's move into something together. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's all this talk about splitting bills and splitting mm-hmm. rent and splitting things. What are your thoughts on like? How bills are split in this new home that you create? Like do you believe in 50 50 relationships? Yeah. Well, I believe that relationships they kind of go with the wind, right? Because let's just say I'm the breadwinner at the moment because my business is booming, right? Mm-hmm. I'm selling books, I'm going on tour, I'm doing all this great stuff, and maybe he is not where I am financially. Mm-hmm. Well, then I would take the bulk of the bills, mm-hmm. right? And vice versa. If that paradigm shifts and now I'm, I don't know, not me, but the female is pregnant, (laughs) not me, (laughs) but let's just say we're bringing a life into the family and now she's not able to do all these things Mm -hmm. that allowed her to make more of the money and he's more of the breadwinner. Well, then the bills are going to shift to you. I think it's a partnership. It really just depends on that couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think these things need to be talked about before you go into home ownership. Absolutely. And like... Okay, so there's two things. Um, I'm just thinking about my friend who is married and her husband like brought bought their home for them, and I found that like very romantic. Something about that, like them starting their life together. Yeah, he bought the home that they would like raise their kids in. But if you're going into a home and you're both putting in funds, mm-hmm. like how does that work? Like I'm bringing like my partner's paying seventy percent, I'm paying thirty. Like I feel like you have to have some kind of agreement. Especially you mentioned like prenup earlier, right? Do yeah. we own it? Do we, we own d- different stakes in the home? Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's t- based on the couple. Yeah. It right? is totally based yeah. on the couple. And so I've worked with several couples, right? And mm-hmm. newlyweds, mm-hmm. very young couples. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't want to talk about anything bad happening. But yeah. we have to be realistic, mm-hmm. right. especially yes. when you're getting married at 23. Right. We have, to re- yes. we have to be realistic. And so oftentimes, the way I position that conversation is that, and we sit down with both. Right, because we're going to have a conversation with both the husband and the wife, and we say, "Listen, the way that you guys can maximize your purchasing power is if you purchase this home as a primary uh, and put your husband on the deed, because it gives him the same rights, just not the financial obligation. Mm. And then when we buy your investment property, the husband's now going to be the primary, mm. right? Because now they can buy that investment property as a primary. Yes. And then we're going to put the mm. wife on the deed. So now See, you have to know properties. all the stuff. You've got you to be stuff. educated. Because and people aren't educating their clients. Yeah. And there's like, I've we always joke in my household that you get like, it's almost like you get punished for doing well, but not coming from money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're a high earner, there's so many things that you're cut out of. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm like, maybe I'll 
I'm gonna have to be on something and you yeah. on something else and because we can't both be on it right because <laughs> yeah. we're not getting nothing and I think it's important to um one, you have to have that trust with your real estate professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There has to be that trust and that rapport has to be built where you feel comfortable being transparent mm -hmm. so that we can sit down and have a conversation. And not that I'm going to be all in your finances, but I need to know the gist of yes. things, right? Yeah. How much are we making? What are your goals in the future with real estate? Do you plan on buying investment properties? Do you plan on making this a retirement um, portfolio? I need to know those things because now I can map out a plan for you. Mm -hmm. But when you have clients and, and agents that don't, um, have that trust built, then we're not having those conversations. So right. how can I best assist you? Which is why it's so important, and I'm really praying that you right. seriously go to California. Because, yeah. Absolutely. Because I heard it was the hardest test to take, however. So that's You're what ready. I was... So I'm, I, oh, I'm yeah. always ready. I was, beating, <laughs> I was beating myself up because I was doing the self-guided, and I was like, this shit is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend was like, it's one of the hardest ones. Yes. That's what in I the heard. country. Wow. I was like, it's like I'm in law school. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing it by myself. So I was just like, I'm just going to find a teacher. I still think that you should absolutely get your license. I, I want absolutely. to, because I also want to understand. Totally. Even if I don't do it professionally, totally. having that understanding, I yeah. think is valuable. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thinking about absolutely. it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So. We know you have. Not rubbing her hands. Yes. It's getting <laughs> menacing. This is me getting into your business. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Let me take a um, <laughs> We have mm -hmm. the son, the daughter in LA. Trying to see pictures are of the we, are, oh. are we dating in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Are we trying to get out of there and just go to another city? Right. How is that? What is that well, life? Because you're not like, I, nobody can just approach you. I'm sorry. It can't be no nobody from Joe Schmo. Right. He gotta come correct. Right. We yes. already know that. And you already said you don't play around. So yeah. he has to come extra correct. Yeah. So oh gosh. Um I came out of a very long relationship about six years ago. Mm -hmm. Very long relationship. Um and so I was approximately five years single before I decided let me dabble into the dating world a little bit. So here recently. And what I realized is, is that it's very different. Mm. It's very different. <laughs> it's even different for us. <laughs> it's, it's different. I cannot get with the apps. Oh. I've tried the swipe so left, right you, thing. How are you meeting people? I'm really not. So you either have to be in my circle kind yeah, of sort yeah, of. Yeah. Or I'm someone really who knows that. somebody who knows somebody who knows yeah. somebody. Um, but yeah, I'm really not outside like that because I don't like what's out there. Mm. I don't you like what's the dating out there. pool has feces in it. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. Um, yeah, the courtship is not there, mm. and I'm still big on that. If you if you're gonna pursue me, then you need to pursue me as a man, mm -hmm. right? Um, you sending me to the spa is not is not sufficient. I can do that for myself. Oh, oh, I can oh. pay for a, a back rub. Oh. I can pay oh. for my feet. And I do, right? So I treat myself very well. Yes. I date myself. Yes. And that was part of my healing process during those years. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to figure out how to live with Sandra, how to love Sandra and be codependent on Sandra mm -hmm. and not a man. Mm -hmm. And so for a man to come into my life, you are going to absolutely have to be ready. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to come correct mm -hmm. and not come with the bullshit. We're not doing any games. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. No games. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. And do you feel sort of like, yeah, you have to add 
they have to bring add value. I Absolutely. Guess. And, and if it doesn't come, how, how do you do you think about that? I do. Yeah. And so my cutoff game is very strong. Mm-hmm. Ah. It is. And it's scary to a certain degree. It's yeah. scary because I'm like, did I give them a, a fair enough chance. chance? Right. But I have very strict boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know what works for me and what doesn't based off previous relationships in my past. And and I express those right mm-hmm. right out the gate. These are my boundaries. Mm. Now, I may let you cross them once. We're going to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But when you do it twice, then you get to experience the cutoff. The other side of Sandra. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. Um, no, no. And nobody does because they see me when I'm sweet and when I'm loving and, I, you know, I'm all into you and this, that, and a third. But then the other side of Sandra is very dark. It's very ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's very cold. It's very German. Right. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's when the German's right. going to pop You're up. You're very German. You're done. Um, but no, I'm open to dating and I'm manifesting my king. He's going to mm. find me. Um, I'm excited about it. And in the meantime, I'm just preparing for him so mm. that I can show up as my best self mm. and my and the best version of a wife that he needs in his mm. life. So I'm working on that right now. He'll find me when the time is right. I yeah. love that you said like that. that you were dating yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's so important in in terms of like the healing process for people so if you feel comfortable can you share like Mm -hmm. how you transitioned out of that because I feel like that period is so hard for people Mm -hmm. yes well it's hard going into and coming out of Mm -hmm. right especially when you're codependent on someone I was in an 11 year relationship so I didn't even know how to be in a room by myself Mm -hmm. yeah so I was always with someone whether it was my man or my kids or my Mm -hmm. dog but when that relationship ended, and at this point my kids were adults, it was just me. Yeah, mm. I was like, ooh, I don't feel comfortable. Always had company. Always had to be outside mm. the home. I literally had to learn how to be within my four walls alone, and that was difficult. Mm. It was ugly. There was a lot of crying going on, a lot of red wine. Like it was, <laughs> listen, it was not, it was not cute. Mm. Um, and then you get to a point, which is very scary. Also, you get to a point where you become okay with that, right? Mm. You're like, I like this. I like me. I like the person that I'm developing into and that I'm becoming. And now you don't want to, now you're being selfish and you don't want anyone else I mean, to experience right. that. Mm-hmm. No one to disturb But then it. that blocks right. you from a potential blessing. Oh, so right. it's, it's a tough transition into it and it's a tough transition out of it mm. because now I have to share myself whom I've fallen so in love with totally. with somebody else who might not be deserving. It might mm. disrupt your whole thing. And that's the we thing, you know, here. a lot of guys and, and a lot of people <laughs> and even women, they say, I'm looking for a man that's going to add to my peace. That's where you're going wrong. Right. I have my own peace, mm-hmm. but I had to work on that. I had to work for that hard. So if you can't add to that peace, then we, we're not a match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you disrupt my peace, you will get cut off very quickly. Swift. I have no room for that because I work too hard to get to this to point. Get there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how that also experience dictates how you mother, especially your daughter, or you know any younger women in your mm-hmm. life, like how you might mentor them. Um, do you or would you? Do you think it's better to spend more time being single or? I know some people are like, college is a great time to find a partner. You're in a <laughs> space of mm-hmm. other men mm-hmm. doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they're like, you should yeah. actually try to find someone yeah. when you're in that space. How do you feel about it? Being very transparent, I didn't go to college. So, mm-hmm. But looking at my kids who did go to college, I, think, I don't think that you're mentally mature enough mm-hmm. to make that kind of a commitment, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. You haven't lived enough, right? You haven't experienced enough. 
and you're going to evolve and grow. Your 20s yeah. are going to look different than your 30s yeah. and definitely going to look different than your 40s. Right. So I think that not until you've allowed yourself to discover who you are and whether that's being single, dating yourself or whatever, but maintaining that individuality, even if you are in a relationship, mm -hmm. maintaining your individuality. And we get lost so often. We get in a relationship and we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then when that doesn't work out, we're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with myself? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you didn't maintain that individuality. Mm -hmm. But that's something that took me 40 plus years to learn. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so now it's very important for me to still maintain the lifestyle that I have now. I still go out by myself. I'm still going to travel by myself. And I need for that man to be okay with that. Because mm. that's how you met me. You probably met me on a trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes. you need to be okay with that. Yes. Or you met yeah. me at dinner by myself. So you need to be okay with that. Right? I love that. I'm not yeah. going to alter who I am. I'm no longer going to alter who I am just to be in a relationship. And yeah. that's where I've gone wrong so many years over and over and over. So I think to go back to your question... The younger that you are, I think the more time you need to spend with yourself. Mm -hmm. Just understanding who you are, what makes you tick, what are your mm -hmm. triggers, if you have any. Um, you know, and just knowing what you're about. Set some boundaries early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I waited way too late to have boundaries in my life, in my relationships. And even outside of relationships, you know, with work, with family. Mm. I had no boundaries. Yeah. You know, I would stretch myself thin trying to do mm -hmm. everything for everyone except for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I come first unapologetically and i love it i love, I love it before we wrap things up because i just i could talk to you forever i know <laughs> i want to know like through your experiences what do you feel for women who are just in like this rush like i feel like mm -hmm. there's biological clocks obviously mm -hmm. that like impact a, a woman's interest in like settling down mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of people are like rushing into things because they're like Time is running out. Time yeah. is running yeah. out. Like, mm -hmm. and it, it looks very different. Like, yeah. we're not getting married and having kids in our twenties anymore. A lot of us are establishing careers, so now we're in our thirties, mm -hmm. and then like we turn around and we're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be thirty-five. Oh my god, okay, my I just gotta do dry. it. Right. <laughs> right. I just gotta <laughs> do it." Like, mm -hmm. do you have thoughts on that? With modern medicine, freeze your eggs. Period. Period. Freeze your eggs. <laughs> like, like, seriously, and it's. Old. It, mother yeah it's so <laughs> funny it's because simple. it's very simple um and i was a teenage mom and i don't regret any of it because now i'm you know where right. i am now and I'm free. you're kid free and i'm free mm -hmm. that's kind of nice i love it i love it because i understand and it's funny because i wouldn't change that because i now know who i am mm -hmm. my 20s i didn't know who i was i'd have just been reckless in these streets <laughs> right <laughs> so you know what i mean so i think Everything happened the way it needed to happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. I now know who I am. I understand the importance of being in the moment. I appreciate the small things of life. I wouldn't have done that in my 20s. Been in the club. <laughs> Twerking. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, so Not now, getting caught on IG. Right. Not, nope. No, there wasn't the brokerage. <laughs> but, no now, but now I can literally just sit on my patio and listen Oof. to the birds. And, and appreciate that sound. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or just sit in silence and feel the wind. Like, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And in your 20s, I get emotional about this. Can y'all see me tearing up? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, we're going. But I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I'm like, I love this. I'm like, can you come back? <laughs> um, but that's so important that we, that we center ourselves and that we find that time to shut everything else out and just be present for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, 
But don't rush things. Um, everything will happen in due timing. Yeah. It doesn't matter how fun, how fast you run. You will not get to the destination until it's time for you to get to mm. the destination. Mm -hmm. That's a bar. Yeah. Period. I don't care how fast you turn that treadmill up. You still listen. You will get there when you need to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you well? Can you tell the people where to find you? Share your handles and all those things, and any updates that you may have for them? absolutely. And I appreciate you affording me the opportunity to do so. Um, so we're Caterpillar Properties. That's the name of my my brokerage, my firm. And you guys can find me on uh, Instagram and um, what else is there? YouTube, TikTok, TikTok. I'm becoming very. Very good with TikTok right what now. Are you, <laughs> what's your name on Instagram it's and TikTok? Caterpillar Properties. Oh, Caterpillar yes, Properties. Caterpillar mm -hmm. Properties. And um, we've got some great things in the works. Mm -hmm. So we've got some huge partnerships that we're working on, which I'm super excited about. Uh, we've got some major deals that we're working on yes. with, um, can I say the name? Yes. Sure. With yeah. Grant Cardone. Oh. So I'm super excited wow. about that. We've got some some really great things in the works. And I just want to say for any agent that just feels stuck mm -hmm. or just feels like, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not cut out for this industry. You are. If you pass the test, you're cut out for the industry. Mm -hmm. If you got past the test, don't give up because that little piece of paper is so powerful and it can change your life. Yeah. And so I say if you need any kind of assistance, if you need someone to talk to and just kind of encourage you and pour back into you, feel free to reach out to me because I love pouring it's back beautiful. into agents, mm -hmm. even non-agents. People who are thinking about getting into real estate. What do I need to do? What are those steps? Um, you know, just reach out to me. I love it. I think this is a, a phenomenal career to get into, even if it's not your full-time career, if it's something you're just doing on the side just mm -hmm. to kind of build up your wealth and your real estate portfolio. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about I it. it. I will. Yep. Yeah, in the DMs. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to be in touch. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> Thank us. Thank you for having it me. It was such an honor, and I know our listeners are going to just love this. Yes. I'm so humbled that you ladies have invited me here. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm excited to be in New York. I don't we even know what that means, but I'm excited yes. to get a drink. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know I'm going to be outside. I know that much. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay, what would you do? Are I'm you very much... is that is that tequila in that orange juice? Yes, I had no other mixer. <laughs> I'm like, we're just becoming very silly. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, is she just drinking like an OJ? And some tequila and juice, lay back. Got my mind on my money and my money and my money. Oh, Lord, child, read What would you do? Okay, I'm very okay. Dear BGT, I'm very much. A tip for tap person. It's a it's a flaw, but it's me. If I'm being honest, I was at my man. I was on my man's phone because mine because mine died on the train ride to his family's house. We were scrolling through Instagram together, and I see my friend's IG avatar at the top of his screen with a green circle around it. In case you didn't know, that indicates close friends. And I didn't even know this girl had a close friends because I'm not on it. When I shared my revelation to my boyfriend that he was on her close friends and I wasn't, he immediately said, yeah, I didn't know if I should block her or what because she posts some wild shit on her close friends. And honestly, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. But that was your what? friend. So I didn't want to block her and start drama. 
So I added the guy she's dating to my close friends and posted a thirst trap the next day. Problem is, now my man no, is pissed no, off no, at no. me for posting, for posting an inappropriate picture on my close friends. I know I was wrong, and I know it was tip for tat, but is there anything no, I can really girl, do in this situation? That's fucking tip for institution. What the girl, fuck? I wish you would have wrote us before you made the page. We could have been nipped this in the bud earlier. Okay, now so we I, in a whole other level we're of in a whole other level of mess. So there's two what would you do. So what would you do if your friend, I guess, put your man on their close friends and was posting inappropriate shit, and... Or even if they weren't posting appropriate, inappropriate shit, your man's on the close friends and you're not. Yeah. And then, two, now what's she going to do right. about her man being tight that she done made a close friends and posted an inappropriate picture? Oh, my God. It's giving it's giving love and hip-hop. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe they should consider that. Consider <laughs> um, what? Auditioning. Oh, I guess they'd have to be rappers or something. <laughs> Maybe it's giving love is blind. <laughs> Yo, you are so dumb. You are so. It is definitely oh, giving. Love we were looking at um, unbothered refinery, unbothered, and they had a post about love is blind. Do they need a medical professional on the show? Mike, call the medic, but for they the, do for the mental. A yeah. mental health professional for you and them. I guess. <laughs> um. I, this person is not your friend. This person is not your friend. I would never in a million years, while yes, I am the girl who would consider a certain friend's man putting suntan lotion on my back, which some people have a problem not with. Not mine. Not oh. yours. Some. Apparently not Glenn's because she recently revealed that she's also a jealous That doesn't mean type. you're jealous. It's weird. Put your own suntan lotion on, weirdo. Okay, fine. I'm not going <laughs> to label anyone. You have suntan lotion applying friends and you, and some you don't. So I know who are the yeses and I know who are the noes. What characteristics make that person, I will not define. However, while I am that girl, I am not going to put my friend's man in a close friend's and post those traps what is that about? What is we that all about? know that the close friend thirst trap is literally a luring tactic. So mm-hmm. this now tells me that you're trying to lure my man. That's crazy. So and, you're not my friend. Nope. And also, I just realized there may be some new listeners that don't even know what you're talking about regarding the suntan lotion thing. So just a quick rewind. Yes. Basically, we had a conversation on a past episode. Don't know what episode it is. But um, Sade was saying that if we were all on the beach... And one of us were in the water and our man was on the sand and she needed help applying (laughs) suntan lotion on her back. She thinks it's appropriate to contact one of our men and say, hey, Glenn or Chelsea's man, apply some suntan lotion on my back. And I said, bitch, if you do that, I'll cut off his hands and cut off your back. Not cut off my back, a skinned back. so your flesh will burn right um right so i wanted to give that context because some people might be like 
well, what's the big deal? You're a suntan lotion bitch. So I just wanted to like level mm-hmm. the playing field of expectations. Like while I do, you know, have some gray areas where I think sometimes you might have a close relationship or an odd relationship with your friends, partners, context obviously needs to be applied. You guys could be homies from back in the day or whatever. Close friends is for sex luring. <laughs> Or, it, and even if you're not posting anything weird, okay. why am, why is he on your close friends and I'm not? Was that a mistake? And it could have been. It could have been an oversight. But how do close friends get made? Close? Because it, it's some, weird. Because some people's oh, close friends, they, they just, just make a list for you. No, I had to make my close friends. Yeah, you know when you start your close friends? Oh. I don't, I, whenever I go to go post to close friends, it'll just show me people they think I should no. post right. around to. Like, I've never made a close no, friends at, list. That no, that does too, happen. That does what? happen. It gives like recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but yes. they don't put it in there. You but your friend but it should, should never recommend recommended. him. Exactly. So then that makes me feel like it was intentional. Fuck that bitch. Only if it was just a mixed bag. Because I'm in people's close friends and I'm like, why am I in your close friends? I'd be like, how did I get here? Hell. Yeah, how did I get into this close friends? I'm not mad. Thanks. But I'm, I'm just, I'm shocked that a person sat there and picked me to be in their close friends. So sometimes I think that it's an automated thing. However, okay, let me. Not this lady's man ah, being shit. automated choice. I just put something in my that close friends no by sense. accident. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to the bottom of this. Maybe we're going to give your friend a better the benefit of the doubt. She's not a no, complete hussy. Nah. Fuck her. She's a okay, fucking so... whore. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, my close friends. Oh well, now they're already selected because and then at the bottom it has suggested. But you would have had to select from your suggested. I believe that is how it would go. Instagram is not just gonna make up close friends because that's privacy like issues, right? Um. So yeah, that's problematic. I wouldn't be really upset if she wasn't posting inappropriate things. And, mm-hmm. but why is my man in your close friends and I'm not? And I'm not. Yeah, you're right. That I would odd. just ask because it could be an oversight. I would it be could like, be an Girl, accident. Um, I'm on my man's phone and he's in your close friends seeing your aspects. What's good? Oh. Also, why didn't her man Ben say something about this? If he said, because he said he didn't want to start drama. I understand that. Yeah, he was like, I he's he was like, I've been no, he should have been said something. So I kind of just clicked past it, but like, I didn't know I wanted to block her, but I didn't want to block your friend. What is he supposed to say to the friend? Remove me from here. But he should have told the girl, Hey, wifey, I'm in your friend's close friends and she posts weird shit. Is it, am I good to block her or or whatever? Mm, mm -hmm, Exactly. mm -hmm, I think that's totally reasonable. Yikes. Now you have now decided to double down. Right. Your man has every right to be upset with you. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no more tequila and, and wine for Chelsea and Shuddy. Because I know Chelsea That's probably so- ain't eat shit today either. <laughs> um, yeah, that's extremely <laughs> immature of you. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. I don't even really know what to say to you. I'm disappointed in you. Now you lost a friend and a man. 
stupid. Oof. Just, I'm kidding. You're not stupid. But like a little bit you are. And like next time you should reach out to us first because that's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. This is a friend telling us. No, that's not a tip for tat situation. This early on. It's not a tip for tat. You're, well, it is true that your man should have told you. So maybe it's kind of tip for tat because you no, got them both no, 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 no. Well, good luck, girl. Check in. If you want to give us first. a follow-up, feel free to email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Anyone else who wants some advice, please don't send us no stupid shit like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but send us your emails at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. You can also DM us at blackgirlstexting on Instagram or you could TikTok us. Um, and it's also Black Girls Texting, or you could tweet us, Black Girls Text One, or you could become a patron and send us a message there, or you could send us a message on YouTube, whatever you'd like. But mm-hmm. love you for listening. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.